Are you joining? I sent the link to the group me and I put it in the Google me. Alrighty. Welcome back to the fourth installment of TBD. Today, we're talking about the co- the concept of the aesthetic theory. Now, can you expand on what aesthetic theory even is? Uh, aesthetic theory is just kind of the idea of like, uh, especially in romance, of like nature uh, and beauty. Um, I wouldn't say it's like ugly, but the sublime, like the um, the unnatural, the asymmetrical, the um, I don't know, just like the the oddities of the earth um, in the universe, right. and that just that kind of idea with that versus the perfect um, and the natural. Right. All right. So tying this in with Frankenstein, it's open to anybody. Where do you see nature play a role in the text? Um, so we see nature play a role when thunder strikes a tree near Victor. And I feel like this really like sparked who Victor was going to become. And it really showed like um, what he was going to do and everything he was going to work for. And I think it really showed like how he was the main character. The way I think of it is lightning. I think of uh, Zeus. And we know that. Zeus is kind of like the main god, so I kind of thought it the same way. How like Victor was like the main character, and it really showed like his development mm-hmm. and what he's gonna go through with this uh, story. Yeah, see, that's a really good analysis, Alex. I like that. So you're tying in Victor, how he tried to play God to Zeus, the Greek god. Yeah, where he tried to create. That's cool. Like, yeah, then you tie it in together with the lightning bow. I got that. That's cool. Now, Oliver. Yes. In your mind, what was the sublime of the book? I would say definitely the monster and, in fact, uh, his creator, Victor. I would say they both are imperfect and uh, they're both, like, in a way terrifying because, I mean, Victor literally created a monster. Like, that is kind of scary. And... I mean, the monster itself was scary. It looked terrifying. Everything, everyone was terrified of it, and they were both very imperfect, especially with their actions too. They both, uh, at least with Victor, Victor abandoned his creation, and then the monster would uh, retaliate with his emotions, and he would start doing harm to others right. because of how he felt. And I would say that's that's what was sublime, those two characters. Oh, yeah, okay. When I thought of, like, sublime, I thought of ugly, which obviously the monster is ugly. But do you think that there's anything about the monster that is beautiful in a way? Like, when I thought about that, I thought of maybe the monster's compassion is, in a sense, beautiful. I mean, think about it. This guy's an eight-foot monster with the mind of a newborn yeah i mean the fact that he was still able to help people in my mind is beautiful in a sense i would yeah i agree i like i like the um i like the idea of like innocence i know how we talked about that earlier 
um, like innocence versus experience. And it's very interesting to see like a beast with the mind of a puppy kind of like a thing. Like it's, it's, it's cool to see um, how, uh, how the monster doesn't know like proper um, societal, like, norms and like the morals of people um but some like he's very back and forth like we see obviously he's killed people but he's a nice guy and he'll bring wood to um his neighbors as like payment for him kind of shacking up um so i think it's kind of interesting that um he can learn like um sharing and uh penance against or with um with other people of society so that almost makes you think that like these what's it called these processes are almost basic in nature so it's almost like compassion no matter what level of inexperience you're at you're able to have compassion i would say so that means that that would make that a basic building block of human society i would definitely say that's part of human nature too and the monster definitely had characteristics uh of a human i mean he was still a monster, but he was created by another human, and he had emotions like a human. He he felt like a human. He he didn't feel like a monster. He just felt like a human and like a normal being. And um, I think that plays a role in how he, the monster, even though it wasn't human, he had very human-like characteristics and human, and he had human nature in him. What what kind of contrasts the idea of human nature in the monster is that when he is, uh, what's it called, hated on by society, where does he go? He runs to nature. That's not something normal people do. I mean, I don't feel like when we're outcasted, we run to the woods. We go to people that we know won't be mean to us. So I guess the monster doesn't have that. So he sees the nature. He sees nature as a whole as his uh, as his ground, as his safe place where he's comfortable, where he finds protection. Yeah, that's, yeah, that's a good point. There's there's no humans in in the middle of nowhere in the woods, where it's just like him and a couple owls. It's when he's in the towns, in the cities, not cities, but I guess bigger towns. Um, he's all he's he's seen as a threat to other people, which he is, but he's only a threat because people make him a threat. So when he's kind of exactly. when he's when he exiles himself, or other people exile exile him into the forest, into the woods, into the middle of nowhere, he's safe from himself. People are safe from him, and he's safe from others. So it's just kind of like that's his that's his area of of, right. of calm and, and safety. Yeah. Um, yeah. Exactly. So what about um, beautiful characters? I know we talk about Sublime and the hint of beautiful in uh, the monster, but who do we think are the like truly just beautiful, like natural characters of Frankenstein? You see, when, with that question, it brings me to the, the Rim of the Ancient Mariner. Because I think of the albatross when you think of purely beautiful, that bird that was supposed to be protection, a representation of God as whole. And we know God being as omniscient, uh, beautiful all-knowing all of that perfect basically and that bird in the book was seen as perfect so that's what i think when we think of a fully beautiful character yeah and then going off of that you know the bird like symbol of good luck 
So I think that was like a really beautiful feature it had. But then, you know, going back to Frankenstein, I feel like a beautiful character was Caroline. She definitely demonstrated how to love and uh, show compassion towards someone, especially during Elizabeth when she adopted her. I feel like she was like, that was a very like beautiful moment as she wanted to just take care of her like a random kid. and just wanted to take her in and just feed her and just like really nurture her. And I think that was a very beautiful moment. Yeah, that's a good point. She was always looking out for others, and she wanted the best for her and her, for her family. Very compassionate, for sure. Yeah. Uh, what back to like our first question? What other uh, roles does nature play? Because I know we we mentioned lightning, um, but like we haven't really talked about. Yeah, other... let's get into the fundamentals of nature. Yeah. Uh, what do you guys think? Like, let's talk like animals, trees, weather, whatever it is that affects the story. Um, I think if we go back to like the very beginning, very end on the ship with the ice, I think that kind of plays like a a cool like I don't know setting. It, it changes the the theme and like the tone um, of the setting because we know on the ship it's very cold. They're in the poles or they're in the Arctic. Um, the water's frozen. They're just kind of stuck. And we saw that in Rhyme of the Ancient Mariner also. But I think that's just kind of like a saying that like the main like part, like the climax, the excitement of the mm-hmm. story is kind of is gone. But they're still in the cold and and terrible situation that uh, right. that they were put in. So I think that the ice kind of symbolizes um, like a period of of um, like stillness but it's still a bad situation right so do you think that the albatross and the monster parallel in any way i would um i think they're both symbols and stories of something supernatural in a way like the albatross was a symbol of like god basically and god's creation and the monster was a, was just a monster and he was a symbol of a human creation if anything so they're both they're both just oh i see yeah. what you're saying so one being a godly creation and one being a yeah, human yeah, creation both creating- yeah both leading to the turmoil of the yeah, protagonist yeah. Awesome. You see, that was a good point to end it on. Um, that's all the time we have today. Meet us next time on TBD.